Tzadik Taryag, Day 41, Mitzvah Resh Nun Dalad, and that is the Mitzvah Lira Min HaMikdosh, to have reverence for the Beis HaMikdosh. The Pasuk says, Mikdosh Yitiro, and the way the Chinuch explains that, that we should, in our understanding, in our minds, see the Beis HaMikdosh as a Makam of Yira, the place we have all for, why? That we shouldn't feel so hard-hearted when we come to daven there. We should be impressed by the place or the hakel of korbanos when we come to bring korbanos. And the practical application isn't just the feeling as when to have towards the base of mikdash. That's how one deports oneself in the base of mikdash. So therefore, the halacha is a person can't come into the harabais, the presence of the base of mikdash, with his stick, with his shoes on with his money belt, with the dust on his feet. He can't make into a shortcut. In other words, to go in the one side to come out the other one. Obviously a person can't spit in the base of Mikdash. And it's even forbidden to sit in the base of Mikdash, unless it's for the king from the family of David Melech and Chazal tell us in the Gemara that it's not that a person's afraid or is in awe of the place. It's more of a Kaddish Baruch Hu which rests there. And this is the underlying theme of all the Korbanos that, that the Chinuch explains to us. The effect it has in the person's mind, his feeling when he comes into such a place, encourages him, so to speak, in his own connection to Avoida, in his own connection to the Korbanos. Chazal enacted a number of Takonas on the same principle, that a person can only come into the Harabais to do one of the mitzvahs there. And when a person leaves, he has to leave facing backwards. It's a sign of respect. He, he reverses, so to speak, out of the Harabais. Same thing, it's also for a person to relieve himself fa- even around outside the Yishalayim if it's facing Harabais. Because I also say when a person plans his house, he can't plan that his bed should be between east to west or a bathroom from between east to west that is facing the Makam HaMikdash similarly it's also to build a replica of the Beis HaMikdash or a replica of any of the kind of the Beis HaMikdash this mitzvah of Meir HaMikdash of reverence to the Beis HaMikdash applies to men and to women and even though today there isn't a Beis HaMikdash we can visit it's, unfortunately it's still the time of the Khurban when it's destroyed Nevertheless, the halachas still apply that a person would be also to go into the makam of the Beis HaMikdash to sit there, uh, to act in a frivolous manner there, even without the problem of the fact that people are told me today. And that the Gemara learns that just like Shabbos lasts forever, in the same pasuk it connects Shabbos to the Beis HaMikdash, and Shabbos says it's the same thing the reverence one has to have for the Beis HaMikdash also lasts forever, even when the Beis HaMikdash isn't presently standing. Mitzvah Reish And that is not to act as a Baal Oiv. Oiv was a way of divining the future. Uh, the way it was be done, says the Chinuch, is they used to bring a certain kind of Kutaris and have certain incantations. And when they brought up this Kutaris with these various Shemes Satsuma, then a person could hear a voice, so to speak, speaking to him and uh, informing him about the future. It was a connection to the Kaychas 
in particular, a number of such such activities, Oiv, the Gemara says, a person needs to hear an answer coming from his armpit. The Pasuk says, and that includes following or inquiring the future of this kind of impure spiritual force called an Oiv. The reason for the Mitzvah says the Chinuch, based on the Shit of the Rambam, it didn't give real credence to these practices. He says, All these things which are all nonsense really, according to the Rambam, but the, the bad effect they have is they cause people to leave their Munah and reliance on Hashem and rely on these things instead. And that's why a person gets the feeling that he can take care of himself, save himself from being harmed or injured by any of these things. And uh, it's all not true because everything is predetermined and decided by Hashem. And based on his mitzvahs, so his averes, based on how he acts. Like the Basak says, called Poyal Adam Yishadim Loi. The way a person acts, that's how Hashem pays him back. And that should be a person's primary motivation in what's going to be in the future, that it's up to him how to act, and it's Hashem's decision, and he shouldn't try and divine the future on his own. This Isser applies in any place in time, both a man and a woman, and a person is over in it, and does connect to this spiritual impure force called Oiv. If it's with witnesses and he's been warned, he does it on purpose, he is high of skiller, he gets stoned, if there's no witnesses or there's no warning, he's chayav kores. And if it was b'shaygeg, then he has to bring a carbon chatos. Mitzvah, reish nun vav, a continuation of a similar idea, and that is what's called yud oini. The Basak says, Altif nara oivas vela yud oini. Yud oini was a similar way of dividing the future, just a different method. And that was, according to the Rambam, they used to take the bone of a certain bird, who's called the yudur, and he used to put this bone in his mouth, and then once again, using various incantations of Tumah and burning Katoris, he would be able to connect to some spiritual impure force and it would cause him to speak and tell the future. The reason for this mitzvah is the same as the previous one. It weakens one's reliance and trust in Hashem. And the punishment is the same as well. If a person doesn't amaze it, with witnesses and warning, he gets skiller. Otherwise, he's chayav koris, and it's b'shoigeg. He has to bring a korban chatos. And like the previous mitzvah, it applies in all places and all times, both men and to women. Mitzvah reishin and zayin, and that is the mitzvah's kibud hachachomim. The mitzvah to honor chachomim. We learn from a pasuk, it says, mipnei seva takum. And even though seva is literally an old person, Unkelis explains it, is min kodom desover ba'araisa. For a person who's learned a lot of Torah, a person should arise. And Chazal also learned from the second part of the Pasuk, it says, A person is to honor the presence of a Zakin, an elder. And here also, it could be understood physically about an older man. But Chacham explained that Zakin is the mnemonic for Zekon Chachma, a person who has acquired wisdom. The literal meaning of the Pasuk is an elderly person. And on that, the Gemara brings an opinion that a certain number of would even stand for an older man, even if he wasn't a Tamil Chacham. But the reason for that is the Gemara says, How many 
events have passed over them in life, how much have they seen and experienced, and what's the advantage of that. The Chinuch explains the reason for this mitzvah is the main reason the person was created was for Chachmu to use his mind to develop it. Because that person recognizes Hashem through the agency of his wisdom, of his understanding. If that's the case, a person who's achieved wisdom, wisdom and understanding, we need to respect him. And that applies both to a person who's achieved Torah wisdom and understanding, or even the old person mentioned before, who has seen a lot of what happens in the world, and therefore has come to recognize how Kodesh Baruch Hu runs things, and that Chachma, the Chachma of life experience, which brings a person to see Hashkocha, how Hashem runs the world, also is worthy of respect. Obviously, we're not talking about an older person who's a Balavera, who's done things wrong, who's not listening to Hashem. We don't have to respect or honor Rishon. This mitzvah of respecting Chachamim even applies from one Chacham to his equal, to another Chacham. Like the Gemara says, the Chachamim used to stand in front of each other. And obviously, from a smaller Talmud Chacham to a bigger Talmud Chacham. Above and beyond this is the respect that a student owes to his teacher, not just the respect of an average Talmud Chacham, but because he taught him Torah, and Chazal say it in such extreme terms that they say, the, the reverence a person should have for his teacher is similar to the reverence a person should have for Hashem. And the practical application of that, the Gemara says a person shouldn't sit in, his, in the place of his teacher he shouldn't paskin or halachic rules and rulings in front of him, or even within a distance of a number of milim, 12 mil, which is quite a big distance around where his teacher lives. He shouldn't daven next to him. And from what distance, when he sees him, does he already have to, does he already have to stand? This mitzvah applies in every time and place, both in men and to ladies. And if a person is over in it, is mevatel the say, but since it's a major principle in the strength of Yiddishkeit, so says the chinuch on shegadol. Even though normally isn't a punishment for mitzvah say, here the, he is, does deserve punishment. Mitzvah reish nun ches, and that is not to cheat someone else when it comes to measurements, weights, scales, or any other way of determining amounts. Whether it says the chinuch, it doesn't make a difference if it's talking about liquid measure or the measure of solids, or if it's measuring the size of a property. In all these cases, the Torah gives the same rule, and that is leitai su avel ba mishpat, ba midah ba mishkol ba A person shouldn't do an injustice when it comes to the size, the weight, or the amount. And since the Torah calls this a mishpat, it's a judgment, so the Torah compares a person who is dishonest with his weights, similar to a judge who is dishonest in a rendering a ruling of a court case. And therefore, just like the judge is considered a mashukat, a ta'eva, somebody who is despicable, disgusting, in the words of the Pasuk, for, for rendering a willfully wrong ruling, same thing a person who cheats his customers or his associates when it comes to weights and measures is also in that category. The Chinochah's further has the same result that the punishment for judges who allow a judgment to be 
screw to be distorted is that it causes a chidol Hashem and it causes the Klai Yisrael to die in battle and eventually go into goddess. The same would apply to people who dishonest in their wits. The reason for the mitzvah, it's obvious, is that part of the re- regular mitzvah is not to steal. And therefore, even though it should really be incorporated into being a category of not to steal, nevertheless, here there's no punishment of kefil. He doesn't have to pay back double. Obviously, the person would have to pay back the difference between what the buyer deserves and what he actually gave him. As a result of this iser and this prevalence, Chazam had a number of takonas. A person is not allowed to own weights which aren't accurate in case he might use them. Similarly, if the weight isn't exactly whole, it's partially worn down, a person can't use it either because it might weigh down more. Similarly, a person has to have weights of the various sizes which were then prevalent. The person doesn't come to get mixed up in the amount that he's weighing. When it comes to measuring property, and the way they used to do that was by the size of a rope. So a person can't use one for the summer, one for the winter, because uh, because of the moisture, the, it will expand in the winter and be a different size. Chinuch also elaborates, when it comes to measuring the size of the property, one has to know the geometry of exactly how to work out angles or curves or corners, so it comes exactly fair. Nechidach then points out an amazing thing. He says, even though there are various rules of geometry given in the Gemara, for example, the circumference of a circle is three times the diameter, or uh, extension of Pythagoras' theorem, and that is the side of a triangle opposite the right angle is one and two-fifths the, side, the, the, the size of its sides, says the these measurements aren't exactly accurate, it's an approximation, and therefore when a person's coming to work out the amount of ground that he wants to buy or sell, he can't rely on these, on these measurements, he has to be much more accurate. And if you would ask the question, so why did Chazal give us these measurements if they aren't perfectly accurate? He answers, when it comes to halacha, such as Shabbos or Erevin or Sukkah, so then Chazal will have to rely on an approximation, and it's a bit more machmir then halakha would require, that's okay. They don't have a problem for people are slightly more machmer than they have to be. But when it comes to money, so there's no such thing as a khumra because what's a khumra for one person is the loss of the other person. And therefore when it comes to money, they have to be much more medactic, a person has to be much more accurate to make sure that the measurement that he's, that he's working on is perfectly, is perfectly accurate. This mitzvah applies in all places and times, both the men and the ladies. And if a person is over in it and he's dishonest when it comes to measurements, besides being over the love, he has to make restitution. And therefore there's no malchus because there's really ha- whenever a person has to pay, he doesn't get malchus as well. We see the chumrah over here, as with other gazel, the shear, the amount that a person has to be paying is a shave prata. Whereas when it comes to measurements, the person has to pay any amount that he cheated from somebody else, even if its value is less than a prata. The Rambam adds that this isa doesn't just apply to Jews, it applies to non-Jews as well, which means a Jew is not allowed to mislead a non-Jew when it comes to measurements or amounts either, and he would also have to be accurate with him when it comes to business. The reason, the Pasuk says, that it's despicable in the eyes of Hashem anybody who acts unjustly, and therefore that would apply in every case or with everybody a person has business dealings.
And the following mitzvah, mitzvah Rashi test is a continuation of the previous one, and that is the mitzvah saseh to make sure that a person's scales or measurements are accurate. The pasuk says, "Moznei tzedek, avnei tzedek, eifes tzedek, v'hinzerik A scale which is honest, weights or, sh- or sizes or liquid measurements, measuring cups are all accurate, and it's a mitzvah to have that that, that way a person can ensure that what he's selling or buying is the exact, the exact amount that's meant to be. And therefore, each one a person has to make sure it's accurate. When it comes to weights, they haven't gotten worn down. When it comes to the scale, it's properly calibrated. When it comes to measuring cups or, or containers, they, act, they have the exact measure that they're meant to have. And all these things, the Torah says, and says in Sifra that on condition that a person is honest when it comes to measurements was enough a reason to take a set of mitzvah. The reason for the mitzvah is the same as all the mitzvahs relating to money, that it's part of the Isurim of Gezel, not, not taking what doesn't belong to a person. Chazal made a number of enactments, for example, that a person can't make scales out of metal. Why? Because metal tends to rust or it tends to wear down. And therefore, the person has to make weights either out of stone or out of glass because these things remain the same. Similarly, Chazal determined what size scale a person is allowed to use for different items because a more smaller scale is more accurate and therefore some things usually greater accuracy. A person can't use a bigger scale which isn't as precise. Chazal also said that people that based in is Mechuyev to have guards or to have shoyim police, people who go to check that the, or by all the merchants that the weights and the scales they're using are accurate. And if not, they have the resources to give penalties or fines in order to enforce the salakha. This mitzvah applies in every place and time, both to men and to women. And if a person is over in that, he's mevatel this mitzvah saseh. Besides for the iser loit which is involved in all the in everything regarding gezel. Or Geneva, which uh, which means he's been taking money which doesn't belong to him by then. It's also very hard, a very to rectify, because if a person does use dishonest words and measures, he won't know how many people and who he's cheated in business, and therefore he won't know who he has to make restitution to. Mitzvah Reish Samach, and that's the mitzvah not to curse one's parents. The pasuk brings the the iser and the punishment. It says. A person who would curse his father or his mother. And even though this is talking about the oynish that he gets, the punishment that he gets, there is chayiv mesa for that. The source where the Torah forbids us from doing it is in the principle where it says by Dayonim as well that the kim, the cattle, don't curse the judge or don't curse the, the king or even don't curse the deaf person. And therefore, we've covered all different categories within Klai Yisrael. And whichever one a person's parents are in, he'll be included in that Isser. And here the Torah specifies a much more severe punishment for cursing a parent, and that is that the child is Chayv Nisim. As we saw previously in the Lachas regarding giving curses, it only applies to someone who curses in Hashem's name or one of the other titles that Hashem uses. In order to be Chayv Skila, which is the punishment 
or cursing with Hashem's name, whereas if a person would curse with one of the other titles of Hashem, even though he's been over the Isra and get Malchus, he'll be potter from getting scared. That only applies to his parents. When it comes to grandparents, that's the same Isra as cursing another Jew and doesn't have the same severity. This Isra applies both whether his parents are alive or even after they've died. And the Chinuch adds that if a person embarrasses his parents, so then even though that's not in the category of cursing them, but nevertheless, basically should take steps to punish him as they see fit. This Isra would apply in every place in time, both to men and to women, and even to a Tumtum Van which means it's unclear if they're a man or a woman. A Shtokim is a child who knows who his mother is, but doesn't know who his father is, so he would be Chayv regarding cursing his mother, but he can't be Chayv at his father because he doesn't know exactly who that is. However, when it comes to a child born from a Shifcha, or from a guy who converted. So in cases like that, we say that the child has no connection to the parents. And if that's the case, even if he would know biologically who his father is, he wouldn't be chayav and cursing him, because the halachic he does not call the father. And Chazal also derish that in a, since the Pasuk puts together cursing the father and the mother, in a case where one wouldn't be chayav on the father, he wouldn't be chayav on the mother either. Imam however, who is considered halakhically a child of his parents, he would be chayav for cursing either of them. Nevertheless, Midrabonan, a ger, a convert, is not allowed to curse his parents. So people shouldn't think that by becoming a Jew, he has less chiyuvim, so to speak, than he had before he became a Jew. However, an avid, who has no connection to his parents, so even after he becomes free, there's no restrictions regarding how he has to act towards his biological parents. And as we said, the punishment, if there's witnesses and warning, is skeda, if we use Hashem's name, and otherwise there would be a Chiyav Marcus.